With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening. Welcome to Learners Aloud Thursday. <clears throat> Tonight is Thursday, the 16th of December, 2021, and we have just 15 days left in the year. Just a day over two weeks. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe the year went by thus fast. And, yes, we always say that. We truly do. We always say when it comes to time of the year, the year went by so fast, I can't believe it. Seemed like it was just 2020. Well, we're at the end yet again, and we are elated for you to join us here in Learners Lounge Thursday. Thursday night is a Bible study. It is learning time. So we were grateful you could be here with us, studio. So this was awesome, awesome, awesome for you to join us. So we're just extremely grateful that you could join us tonight in the lounge as we are learning, and we just appreciate you for that. So um, it's Inspiration Thursday. But for today's inspiration, I just want to talk about being grateful because I'm grateful for all positivity. I'm grateful just starting off with a wake-up. I think that for us to be grateful, <clears throat> it's not something that you just wake up with, something that you learn. We have to realize that God is amazing and that his grace is sufficient for us. And just waking up in the morning should be the first thing that you're excited about, that you're grateful for. I'm grateful because I woke up today to see another day. And even if you have the same routine, Every single day, be grateful that you have an opportunity to have the same routine day in, day out, day in, day out. That's awesome because you have a second chance at life. So be grateful just for that. Be grateful for your health, your wealth, your strength. Because somebody didn't wake up this morning. Somebody's sick, laying in a sick bed. They're not up with the fruit of their limbs and being able to talk and all their senses. Somebody don't have that opportunity right now. And for those of us that do, let's be grateful. Let's be thankful. Let us give gratefulness. Let us share our happiness and joy with others. So let them have something to be grateful about too. Just waking up when God blew breath into our body, that's the reason, that is the most important reason to be grateful. That alone. So awesome. So we are very, very happy very elated that you would be here with us tonight in the studio. We want to thank you. It's been an amazing year, 15 days left. We literally have two more Learner's Lounge Thursdays this year. So I'm really excited because you guys have been here every step of the way. Every Thursday that we've been in the lounge, you guys have been here with us. I'm grateful. And I want to say from the bottom of our hearts here in the Apple Valley studio, we say thank you. We mean it. You guys are really sharing the show and telling others to listen in, to call in, and sharing us on social media with the Facebook and getting us all the reaches and people just checking us out. That's awesome. And we're thankful. We're more grateful to God for giving us the opportunity and space. He really did that. So, yes, yes, and yes, we are extremely grateful for that. So, thank you again. We truly appreciate it. We have no complaints on this side. We're just extremely grateful that you guys have been there for the last 11 years. You guys have been here working with us and listening to us and sharing our show and telling others about us. So, again, 
We're just grateful, and we say thank you. Now it's time to come in the lounge, get out your pencils, and you know, Pat, time to get schooled. Are you ready to learn? The doctor is in and welcomes you to the lounge. Time for school. God bless everybody. Thank you tonight, amen. My granddaughter in the Lord, amen, Sister Kitasha, for bringing us on as she normally do, and just speaking a few words of encouragement, letting you know, amen, let us be grateful and thankful for all things. Some of us might not understand that as well, but Amen. It just was a blessing for us to wake up this morning with a portion of our health and strength. And I hope you woke up with Jesus on your mind. We're going to the Word of God tonight. Amen. Open up your spiritual ears tonight and pray, amen, that you may hear what Spirit is saying to the church tonight. This is Dr. Moore. Praise the Lord coming to you. From Apple Valley Studio, amen, our church is located in Los Angeles, California. The address is 8516 South Compton Avenue. And if you're ever in that area and want to be in a spiritually pure church, come on out, praise the Lord, and bless the Lord with us. We believe, amen, that God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit, and in truth. So, amen, tonight we get into the word of God. There is nothing like the word of God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, amen, as my announcer always saying, for you taking our time to listen to us, praying for us, and supporting us, amen, in this hour that we are living in. The book of Ephesians, amen, chapter 1, verse 9 through 14, going to talk to us tonight. Ephesians, verse 1 through 9 through 14 is going to eradicate our spirit. It's going to lift our spirit up tonight. Amen. By the grace of God, we are going to read verse 9. And the writer say, having made known unto us the mistress of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purpose in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ which both are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. 
in whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Whether which is the earnestness of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchase possession unto the praise of his glory. Colossians 1, 26 and 27 picks that up and says, even the mystery which has been hid from age and from generation, but now is made manifested to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the richness of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, is the hope of glory. The writer is speaking to us tonight and letting us know that having made known unto us the mystery, the mystery, man, that have had not been revealed, the Lord, amen, is making known to his church. He said, you shall know the mystery. It's not hidden anymore to a true believer. The Lord is revealing that which was hidden, amen, unto his believers today. According to his good pleasure, which he has purpose in himself, God wants us to let us know, amen, what is going on in this era, in this society, in this dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ. He wants all believers in this dispensation. In this time that we're living in now, God don't want anything hidden from us that he wanted to be revealed to us. We're not in the darkness anymore. You are the children of the light. So walk in the light. And we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. God is looking and is getting ready, amen, is to receive not just a church, not a man, a body of people that is just going to church, but he is going to, amen, receive a glorious church. Now, when I say that, amen, you can look for, amen, some activities is to come out of that, amen, that will not be pleasant to the flesh, but God is looking for a glorious church. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, verse 27, it says that he might present it to himself, a glorious church. He can present a glorious church unto himself, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, 
but that it should be holy and without blemish. Oh, these are words, amen, that I will say that my soul sometimes probably is wrestling with. In this present time, in this evil world that we're living in now, we are to produce the fruit of holiness. Our lives ought to be that mankind can eat of. Jesus had spoke the word and said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. To present a glorious church to him is going to take some work on our behalf. Is to obey the commandments of him that sent us. Listen as he says, amen, a glorious church, not having no spots in it. You can't have any spots in your life. Spots, amen, is recommending today is anything, amen, that is in your life that is not pleasing unto Jesus, you should get rid of it because it is a spot. In the Old Testament, when they got ready to offer up a lamb, for the sacrificial blood of the people. They had to bring a lamb without a spot or without a blemish. He couldn't be crippled or he couldn't be sick if it was going to be a sacrificial offering. It had to be something that we would call whole and wholesome. That amen, it would be edible to be able to eat and digest. Well, behold, John said, the Lamb of God cometh. He is without a spot. He he is without a blemish, and he is without a rancor. He comes to take away the sins of the world. The Lord, amen, wants you to know the mystery is given unto you. And he says, amen, but that it should be holy. As we are in this universe and we are among sinful things and among sinful peoples, the Bible says, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. You're not trying to please man, but we are trying to please God Almighty. So no matter what man say, how degraded man may be, and say you don't have to live that person's life like that, don't pay him any attention. Amen. Our body is a sacrifice. It ought to be acceptable. God does not accept everything. Just because, amen, you can say, I love Jesus. You can say, I've been born again. It's not enough. It is not sufficient. God does not accept everything because the Lord knows your heart. And he knows when the product ground of your life has been broken up. And he knows, amen, what true repentance is. True repentance turns us away from sin. You don't want sin to 
rest in your bosom or in your life when you have true repentance. You will not allow sin to be invited in you, amen, and it stay there when you know what true repentance is. Holy, the Bible says, be ye holy. I'm talking to every born-again believer tonight. Jesus said, be ye holy, and holy without no man shall see the Lord. Holiness is a virtue of God. Holiness is a part of the Lord. And if we are going to be partakers of him, we must be like him. Put on his whole character and his characteristics. And without blemish, you can't have no blemish. If you're on your way to heaven, you've got to get all these blemish and wrinkles and spots erased out of your life. God, church, stands above reproach. You, you, you can't, amen. There is nothing like the entire body of Jesus Christ that stands above reproach as a glory entity. Place it in the world as his gene and bride to hinder evil and provide a place for the lost soul to find growth and function in itself. There is nothing like the church. Oh, praise the Lord. The church is above reproach. You can't condemn the church. Therefore, there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Listen, my beloved, no spot, no, no regular or no blemish, we must be holy. We must perfect holiness for his pleasure, the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. We must have that within us. Amen. You can't live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit, amen, living within you. You must be what Jesus told Nicodemus. You must be born again. You must be changed. Not your outwardly flush. But amen, you must come to be a new creature in Christ Jesus by the transformation of your mind as you allow Jesus is to enter into your soul. The indwelling the Holy Spirit. Let the Lord come in and indwell in you. It's about, amen, a change coming in your life. Now, the true church of Jesus Christ is not a building. And I, I wish people could hear that today. We are so enthused about buildings. And, and don't get me wrong, I love buildings. I love nice places. And I think, amen, we should have nice places if, amen, we are going to worship the Lord. But the true sense, amen, uh, the true church of Jesus Christ is not a building, but it is composed of people 
who has been redeemed and has surrendered their lives to the Lord. It's not about a building. Not about how much you gave to make your church look so glamorous. That ain't that that's not that's not about the true church. The true church, amen, has been amen redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. The nature of the church, it depends on the peoples who often worship in the church building. Now, amen, we worship in the church building, but we don't worship the building. But you got people today worship the building more than they do worship Jesus Christ. They go, amen, to the church for the luxury of that church. Not really for the redeeming of their souls. The church depends on the people, amen, who often worship in the church building. If they are individuals who has given themselves wholly unto the Lord Jesus Christ, then they will exhibit the nature of Jesus Christ. They're going to be like Jesus. If they didn't give themselves wholehearted to Jesus, they're going to give themselves, they're going to be like Jesus. It's not the building. Remember, we are God's building. We are God's church. Then they will exhibit exhibit the nature of Jesus Christ of his church. Salvation involves more than only a single act of repentance. Salvation is more than a man just saying, Lord, I I repent, I repent of my sin. It involves more than that. There is great addition to salvation than just to say, I repent. Of course, God is faithful, and he will forgive us of our sins. But the scripture, amen, refers to Jesus as Lord far more than they refer to him as Savior. Now, what is Jesus to you? Is Jesus Lord? Is he really Lord? Or have you ever taken time to study the word? Lord means to be ruler over all. He, he rules your life if he, Lord, is over your life. It's not about your opinion when it comes down to the gospel. Amen. You got somebody, amen, that rules and instructs you is to tell you, amen, what needs to be done. That's Lord. He is Lord of my life. I pray that he's Lord of your life. Do you let him tell you what to do? And after telling you what to do, amen, do you obey him? Obedience is better than sending up prayers, uh, amen, trying to testify a preach to anybody. Obedience is better than sacrifice. So as we see it, 
there are many men that call him Lord. And I've heard Jesus say, why call me Lord and do, and do not the things that I say? Why am I Lord of your life? And you, and you reckon me as Lord, but you don't honor me as Lord. Uh, scripture referred to Jesus as Lord, but far more than they 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 refer to him as Savior. Now, Amen. Is he your Savior? Is he your Savior? Sometimes I wonder about people's. But listen, it is given unto you to know the mystery. He doesn't unravel the mystery unto the church for you to know who he really is. And there are many men who have never come to the revelation of understanding who Jesus really, really, really is. When he says, amen, is he your Savior? God allowed, amen, the word Jesus is to be brought forth into this world. And we call that name Jesus. Jesus is our Savior. Why is it so hard, amen, that we cannot see and recognize who Jesus really is? Jesus is our Savior. And when I'm speaking of Jesus, he unraveling the mystery unto us now. He said, God... Uh, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, the son of God, came as a representative to us. But Jesus Christ is our Savior. Only Jesus can save his people from their sins. Only Jesus. Jesus is God. Only a God can save. So is he really your Savior, or do you have another one that you're looking to for to save you? If Jesus is not your Savior, then you don't have a Savior. And if Jesus is not your Lord, you don't have a God. Let these words spiritually enter your heart tonight. The nature of the church depends upon the people. Are you really God's people tonight? Have you been set aside, been called out? From the world to be God's people, are you an example? He's looking for a glorious church without spot, blemish, or wrinkle, or any such thing. Yes, the scripture, amen, refers to Jesus as Lord far more than they refer to him as Savior. Now, in other words, we receive him as our Savior. We say he's our Savior through obedience to the plan of salvation. But we also must live a daily life 
that this this that that that, that demonstrates he is our Lord. It's one thing, amen, to talk about Jesus, but it's another thing is to live that life that Jesus told us to live. Are you really living that holy and that sanctified life every day of the week, seven days a week, 365 days in a year? Are you really living that life? Are you demonstrating that to the people that you're around, whether they're godly or ungodly? You read Romans, the 12th chapter, verse 1 and 2, and it'll tell you, amen, how to present your body. Is your body, is, is, is it being pleased to the Lord tonight? Are your lifestyle being pleased to the Lord? Are you getting ready, amen, for this Christmas to get on some kind of spiritual high? But it doesn't agree with God's word. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. The Apostle Paul emphasized, amen, that the church is to be a glorious church. Ephesians 5 and 27. That means, amen, we got to do some work, amen, is to make sure our body, amen, is holy and is acceptable unto God, and it can be a glorious church. The Greek word translated glorious refers to being held in honor. It's honorable. God can accept your life because it is inhonorable. On high, reputed, having glorious. It's a splendid glory. It ain't nothing like the body of Jesus Christ. When you see the body of Jesus Christ, you ought to see some splendor. You ought to see some beauty. Basically, the church, amen, is composed of people who has turned their Turn from their old life of sin to live completely dedicated to God. Are you dedicated to the Lord? Are you really? Come on, listen to me. Are you really dedicated unto the Lord? That's what it means to be a Christian. You have turned your life around from your old man and your old deeds and your old ways, and now you're walking into a newness of life. Are you really dedicated unto God? Now listen, church buildings are only edified, provides a meeting place for the, the members of the church. Church buildings, man, it's just a place of gathering. Amen, that we can be all on the, the same roof, that we can edify the Lord together. That is what, amen, a church building is. Believers, amen, have met in caves. Believers, believers, but amen, not knowing what the structure 
of a church where they have met in caves, under rocks. And that's where God has met them at. In caves, under trees. When I first come into holiness, I remember, amen, my parents, they didn't have a church building, but they met under a shade tree, and they prayed God from under that shade tree. They didn't know what a building was. Uh, let me say they knew what a building was, but at that time, amen, unfortunately, they was not able to get into a building or provide a building for themselves. But the church was under a shade tree. Look how far the Lord has brought us from now. If we was to go out, amen, today and be under a shade tree, praise the Lord, we wouldn't be too many of us serving the Lord. But they met there. And I tell you, amen, the power of God as a, a young man looking up on the saints of God. I, I, I wasn't saved at that time, but I seen the power of God fall upon those people under shade tree. They met in homes. That's where I first, amen, met and come together with the body of Jesus Christ. I met in homes. I met in my sister's homes. I met in my own home. And we would have church in the home until God provided us with a small building. And then, amen, he enlarged us later on. But we met in homes. But in the modern church building, it is not the place. But the peoples who are important to God. We talk about somebody being important. The building ain't important to God. It's going to tear down or burn down or be torn down one of these days. The people is important that is in the building. Comfortable buildings are enjoyable and they are desirable. But it is far more important that believers have God's spirit within them, it is to have a magnificent edifice without the spirit. Now, amen, it's far more important than the people have the spirit of God within them and be in all that splendor of how glorious the building is and don't have the spirit of God within them. That's what we're facing in modern society. The building have took, took the place of God. We go into the building, and, and when we get in the building, we feel like we are in a sanctuary. But there is no spirit there. It is given unto you to know the mystery. Without the spirit of the Lord, there's no church. You are just formulating yourself together, putting on a form of what church is supposed to be, but there is no God is in the midst of you. Now, in this sermon 
Amen. They're living on Mars Hill in Greece. Paul stated, God that maketh the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, he dwells not in the temple made by hand. He ain't in that temple or that church building. Read Acts 17 and 24. But amen, he then called out believers. Comprise, amen, of the New Testament, of the new church. First Corinthians 6 and 19. We are a call out people, call out of sin. God is coming back at a church. Are your church ready? If Jesus would come today, tonight, are your church ready to go back with him? Examine yourself. Nobody knows you no better than you know your own self. You know, amen, where you're standing at in the Lord. Start examining yourself right now to see whether you would go back with Jesus if he would come. Are your life really pleasing Jesus? Are you just holding on to a name, going along with the rest of the world, and know you're not living up to the tithe of what Jesus requires you to be? The hourly tabernacle, the amen of the Old Testament, was not an imposing structure. The final covering, amen, was a, a bag of skin and was not particularly attractive. But Emily, however, the scene was complete. It differed. There were three articles in the holy place, all made pure gold. On one side was a table of shortbread, and on the other was the golden candlestick, and again, the giant curtains separate the holiness of holiness. From the holy place was an altar of burning incense, resulting, amen, in a sweet Savior, a sweet smelling. Now, amen, listen, on the outside of life, it may not look so good, but on the inside, in the inside of the church, now I'm not talking about the building, but in the inside of your life, you ought to see holiness there. You ought to see the golden candlestick. Amen. You ought to see the showbread. You can eat. Amen. The fruit of the Spirit when you are in the church. It ought to be a sweet taste. As incense, amen. But up, you ought to be able to smell the aroma of the Holy Ghost living within you. And, if, and let me say to you, church, if you're not smelling the aroma of the Holy Ghost living with you in you at this time, go back and repent some more. You ought to be able, amen, to smell the fragment of the Holy Ghost to wake you up spiritually. But the beauty and the beauty of the tabernacle was 
the inwardly and not the outwardly. So we have the beauty of the New Testament church. The beauty of the church is seen within the believers who comprise it. The church is it is glorious because the believers are glorious believers. The Lord, as the members of the church of Jesus Christ, we are pure, free from sin, and complete, dedicated to the Lord. The church is a glorious church. Are you living without sin? Are you living above sin? Are your church a glorious church? Oh, my, if the Lord want a, a sacrifice, could he call your church? Uh, and when I say church, I'm talking about you and your life. Can he call your life? That's what God is asking for, a glorious church. A holy church. The Lord, amen, is looking for a holy church. What kind of church? A holy church. Come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. And I will be your God and you shall be my children. God is calling for a holy. Can you hear him? A holy church. Paul refers to this, to the hope of the Christians. In his letter to the Corinthian church, if in this Life only. We have hope in Christ. We are all men more miserable. First Corinthians fifteen and nineteen. If you only got hope in this life, we 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 live in a sad state. Thank God for the believers. Amen. We know. We know. We know. We know. Amen. We got hope beyond the grave. The grave can't hold us down, and we got that hope. If we lay our lives down tonight and we sleep, when it's time for the Lord to re-rigorect these bodies, amen, they're coming up everywhere, amen, they are lying at, they are coming back, amen, alive. This mortal going to put on a different kind of body. This monster going to put on immortality. And we're going to be changed in the moment. Of a twinkling of an eye. Our hope, amen, is now based in this world. Rather, we long to be with our Lord when this life on earth is complete. We long to be with Jesus when, when everything is over. And he's letting you know, amen, that this world is not going to last for ever and ever and ever like some people that lying and trying to tell you, amen, that this world, amen, is going to be here. No, it's not. This world that we're living in now is only a temporary world. And the Lord himself is going to get rid of this sinful world. God is going to get rid of it. God's word presents his great in terms of a marriage. Paul assured believers, amen, that Christ loved the church 
like a husband love his wife. Amen. Christ loved the church. He loved the church. Now, sometimes the church don't always show love back to, amen, Christ, but Christ loved the church like a husband loved his wife. You know, God bless me, amen, with a companion for 57 years. And I tell you, amen, I didn't know what love was until I really got with my companion and we lived together. We loved one another. There is nothing like loving one another. But the greatest love that there is, you can love Jesus Christ. And Jesus will love you back. So Paul, amen, asserted believers, amen, that Christ loved for the church like a husband loved for his wife. And to such extent that he gave his life for salvation. Jesus gave his life for what? Salvation. For what? The church. Jesus gave his life for the church. Are you willing to go that far to give your life to Jesus? If it takes death tonight for the Lord to be glorified, are you willing to give up your life? Ephesians 5 and 25, we are all sinners at one time. Romans 3 and 23. But our merciful, God is merciful, has provided the means for our cleanliness. We can now be received by him as members of his family. But he expects us to be pure and holy without spot. Come on here. Church, are you without, are you pure tonight? Only the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you're not pure in your heart, you can forget it, my brothers and my sisters. Only the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Are you holy tonight? Holy without no man. I don't care who you are, how you represent yourself, or what you call yourself. If you are not holy you're not going to see the Lord. you got to be without spot. There cannot be no spot in your life that remains there. Never who do you yield yourself servant to, that is to whom you obey. If you yield your servant, amen, unto unrighteousness, that is your Lord. But if you yield your servant unto God, that is your God. Rank us. Amen. You better get all them spots and rank her out of your garment. Don't be looking at mine. I got to work on my own. And blemishes. Always, amen, God, blemish. Somebody always trying to blame us. Amen. We're not blameless. Jesus wants a pure church. Jesus wants a pure church. Our spiritual pureness is what makes us glorious to the Lord and to the world. You know, people that are amazed today in our society when they say, you know, that man or that woman I know is living a godless life unto Jesus. 
I can't find no fault in them. That is amazing, amen, today to hear because in most Christian life, they are saying, I can find blemishes. I can find spots. I can find rankles. But when one be able to say, I can't find no fault, that's what, amen, you said about Jesus. When they wanted to crucify him, amen, Father said, I can't find no fault in him. There is nothing I can find that is worthy to condemn him or what y'all say. Now, amen, is there any fault in you? Well, let me tell you this. If there is, you still got time to get those faults erased out of your life. Because God is looking for a pure and going to present to himself a glorious church unto the Lord. Moreover, only, amen, the pure in heart will inherit the new Jerusalem. Only the pure in heart. If you're pure in your heart, you shall see God. And to be pure means that you have to obey his commandments. If you're not obeying his commandments, you're not pure in your heart. That's the one who's going to inherit, amen, the new Jerusalem. What John said, I saw a new city coming out of heaven, prepared as a, a bride adorned for husband. Amen. But the fearful and unbelievable and the abomination and murder and homongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake. If you are under any of these incidents, amen, you ain't going to be able to go into that new Jerusalem. If you are a liar, you better quit lying. If you are the homeowner and you know you've done wrong, you got time to stop it. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. And then let us know, amen, shall have their part in the lake with fire, with fire, and brimstone, warning, 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 coming. If you don't do right, you're going to burn. They say, burn, baby, burn. You're going to burn into a lake of fire. Revelation 21 and 8, Paul listed 17 works of the flesh. In Galatians 5, 19 and 21, Dr. Moore saying, I don't have time to go into all of that tonight, praise the Lord. But Jesus is coming back at a glorious church. He ended, amen, the passion by sitting that those who were guilty of these sins would not enter into the kingdom of God. Are you guilty? Of these sins tonight? Well, if you give to these sins, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of God unless you repent for them now. Now, now is the time. Now is the time for repentance. Don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. Call upon him now while he's not. Repent of your sin tonight because you don't know tomorrow is not promised unto you. This is Dr. Moore saying, God is going to present a glorious church unto himself. It's going to be all over it pretty soon. This old world that we're living in is not going to abide forever. 
Amen. We love you tonight out there in Radio Land, and may the God of peace forever be with you. Amen. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.